the hook. Life as a guard suited PJ. The uniform in the car didn't make him feel any more alien than he always had, and keeping a strict professional distance between himself and the neighbours he had to police was no great challenge for him. He stared out of the window at the long, slow hill that led the tourist cars on towards the coast and the beauty they had been promised. People didn't stop in Dunneen. In defence of the casual traveller, there was little reason why they should. There was nothing to make the village stand out from any other. Wedged into a gentle green valley, jagged terraces of two- and three-storey buildings lined the road, painted long ago in the sort of pastel colours usually associated with baby clothes. At the bottom of Main Street, there was an old bridge across the River Torn. Beyond that, the solid grey chapel kept watch on a small hill. No one living could recall a time when it had ever looked any different. Time didn't pass in Dunneen. It seeped away. PJ dabbed a damp finger on the toast crumbs in his lap, brought it to his mouth and sighed. Just gone eleven. A good hour and a half to lunch. What day was it? Wednesday. Pork chops. He supposed they'd have the leftover crumble from last night. But then he remembered he had finished that, standing in front of the tall fridge just before he went to bed. He blushed slightly as he thought of Mrs. Meany, the housekeeper, finding the bowl in the sink, tutting as she washed it under the hot water, while at the same time planning what new confection she could conjure up to tempt him with. He swore that if it weren't for her, he'd be half the size. Sure, a sandwich would do him for his lunch. He didn't need two dinners or come to that two puddings. He only had the cooked breakfast every morning because she plopped it down in front of him before he could protest. His arm twitched as he imagined slamming the fridge door against her small frame and letting her slump to the floor, no longer able to widen her eyes as she cleared his plate. Well, no need to ask if you enjoyed that, Sergeant. A knock on the car window interrupted his violent reverie. It was Mrs O'Driscoll herself from the shop. Normally it would be the daughter Maraid or the skinny Polish girl whose name he couldn't remember but was too embarrassed to ask again. He turned the key, held the window button down and cleared his throat. He hadn't spoken since he said goodbye to Mrs Meany at a quarter to nine. Nice enough again? It is, thanks be to God. I brought you a cup of tea there to save you getting out. Mrs O'Driscoll bared her small neat teeth and laughed. She was being kind, and yet all PJ heard was a woman laughing at a man his size squeezed into the driver's seat and revelling in her own slim figure. She held out the cup and saucer with its cloud of steam. Then her other arm shot out, thrusting a plate with a jam-covered scone up to his face. They're just out of the oven, and that's the jam from the rector's wife. You're too good to me, he said with a forced smile. Who knew a simple scone could provoke such a confusion of emotions? He felt patronised, angry, greedy, hungry and defeated all at the same time. Enjoy that now and don't worry, I'll send Petra out in a minute for the plate. She'll make short work of it. Another laugh and she scuttled across the footpath back into the shop. PJ placed the cup and saucer on the passenger seat and picked up the scone. He forced himself to finish it in two bites rather than one and licked the smears of jam from the corners of his mouth. Plate down, saucer up, he took a slurp of tea. On the radio, the presenter was asking movie trivia questions. Name the original Ghostbusters. Well, that's not a hard one. Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, and... Um, who was the other one? 
He shut his eyes to imagine the face of the actor, but instead conjured up the grinning face of Emma Fitzmaurice. Ghostbusters had been their date. He felt the heat of embarrassment course through his body as if it was yesterday. His awkward attempt to angle himself in the small cinema seat so that he could try and put his arm behind her shoulders. The way she looked at him and laughed. No attempt to spare his feelings, just sheer derision. Why had she agreed to come with him? No matter how awkward or humiliating the no might have been, it would have been better than staring straight ahead at the screen trying not to cry while her shoulders shook beside him. He had never made that mistake again. Another knock at the window. He turned expecting to see... What the hell was her name? But instead saw a face he didn't recognise. A tall man in his late forties with weathered skin and a head shaved to mask the baldness that...